Leafs Converts Hockey World. What is up? This is the Leafs Convo Podcast. I'm Norman James, your host. It is great to be with you. Happy U.S. Thanksgiving to our American listeners, especially you servicemen and women who follow the convo, whether you're at home, abroad, past, present, future. We are so thankful for everything you do. Don't ever forget it. We have a great episode in store. My U.S. partner in crime, the one and only Mike Ogello, has survived his Italian Thanksgiving meal and all of the conversation that ensued. He's going to join us to talk about the Maple Leafs, that disaster in Carolina. Was it a disaster? Well, Mike, he's a half glass empty kind of guy. We're going to talk about the Blue Jackets game coming up, plus the Flyers, the Nylander situation, and Mike and I are going to reveal along with your revelations as to what you're happy for. Three leafy things that you are thankful for in honor of this U.S. Thanksgiving. Mike's ready to go. I'm ready to go. I know you are too. So what do you say? Let's P.O.D. The Leafs Convo starts right now. And here he is, my podcast partner in crime, the one and only stuffed on turkey and high on tryptophan, the one and only Mike Agello. Hello, sir. Good morning, Norman. How are you? Not too bad. Happy second Thanksgiving on the calendar. Yeah, happy bl- and happy Black Friday as well. Um, I, I, I don't understand the whole Black Friday thing. People can just buy things on the computer now and waiting in line and, try- and storming the uh, doors of a walmart or best buy at five o'clock in the morning just makes my head shake but uh, that's what people do so michael i'm out taking the kids to the bus this morning around 8 30 my neighbor's kids pulled in the driveway they look like death but they're opening the hatch to their car and pulling out big screen tvs uh <laughs> generators all kinds of stuff and i'm like let me guess black friday oh yeah we were in auburn hills the store's open. It was mad, but we got wicked deals. The one guy's buddy's in the car puking. He's sick from some sort of food poisoning. And um, <laughs> it was just like, you know, you're willing to sacrifice your health and well-being in order to get these deals. A 55-inch screen TV for 300-something bucks. Now, I don't know the particulars of the, of the TV. I think sometimes the, you know, we like the idea of this, the sticker price, but we don't necessarily think of, you know, what the contents are. Right. However, it, won't, it won't seem like a good deal six months from now when it blows yeah. up. However, you know, people just want to get jacked up and be a part of Black Friday. I like your idea. Just to click a button on Amazon or just whatever stores online and, and go from there. So anyway, um, the niceties are out of the way. Let's talk about the Maple Leafs in Columbus, then home to Philadelphia you know, this team is really good, the Leafs. Um, I'm expecting them to have 110-plus points this season, yet every single game they go into, there's I'm nervous. I don't think they're going to dominate. I'm almost waiting for the other shoe to drop or the Reaper to finally show up. Should mm-hmm. I feel that way, Mike, especially when you think about how things kind of went bust in Carolina? Well, I, and this is the thing, you know, after playing – very convincingly good hockey for the three games on the California road swing. They come back home, they play Columbus and they were comatose for the first, I would say 30 minutes of the game and then score two goals and then win it in the third period. They did the same thing even worse against Carolina, 29 shots. Carolina puts on Freddie Anderson in the first period. It's an NHL record for shots in the first period. And they're lucky that Anderson is at the at the top of his game right now, and that Tavares scores on one of the few uh, 
accidents or uh, misplays that uh, that Carolina did in that, in that period to make it uh, a one goal game. They didn't deserve to be in that game, and they and ended up losing five two. But they were three two in the third period with a with the goalie pulled. And even Babcock said, you know, the team that was playing right from the beginning and playing the right way won the game. The Leafs this year, there's no doubt that you now they're being successful. There's reason for optimism. They could be a Stanley Cup contender. But the thing that I keep coming back to is incomplete efforts and a dependency too much on Anderson and on the offense to cover up their problems. And in Carolina on Wednesday, their problems were their defense was completely out to lunch. You know, but uh, Gardner and Zaitsev had a bad game. Dermot and Ozaganov had a bad game. You cannot have that happen, especially in a playoff scenario, if you expect to succeed. And you continue to see that off and on with this team. And in the playoffs, goaltending and their scoring probably can't cover up for occasional defensive ineptitude. We want the Leafs to sign Nylander, right? But a lot of those people aren't concerned about where the defense is at. A lot of them will tell you that the defense, the issues that are created or echoed regarding the defense are either overblown or statistically untrue. But the eye test proves otherwise. And, you know, a game like Carolina giving up 29 shots in the first period I mean, it's unacceptable. Then the second period, too, was bizarre. The Carolina was outshot 10, 11, 12, nothing at one point. It's right. sort of a Jekyll and Hyde game from both teams. But, you know, those are the kinds of games that you not only do you want to pick up points in, but you want to exude and demonstrate your prowess um, in all three zones, 200 feet. And clearly the Maple Leafs aren't doing that up front and at the back. They're doing OK, but right in the middle there. That's where the Maple Leafs need to make some serious adjustments if they want to uh, be considered a true elite Stanley Cup contender. And you can bring in William Nylander tomorrow. The Leafs will get better offensively, but I don't think it'll do anything for their reputation as a team that will either be considered you know, uh, to be reckoned with in a Stanley Cup run or a team that um, still needs some fixings uh, in a certain area of the roster. This is the Leafs Convo, Norman James, along with Mike Augello. Thank you so much to everyone who subscribed to the podcast on YouTube. We've had a huge windfall in subscriptions lately. Keep them coming. David Nastico is doing a great job uh, putting out gifts, highlighting uh, great plays and goals the Maple Leafs commit um, in the games that have gone by so far, and certainly that the games that will um, continue going forward at David Nastico 200 follow him he uh, essentially takes over the Leafs combo Twitter account during the games we're thankful for that and uh, certainly it is a lot of fun so um, knowing what we know about the Carolina game and just the way it transpired and obviously the result of the game what are you expecting for the Leafs tonight in Columbus a team uh, the Jackets a team the Leafs recently beat at home coming from behind to do so are you expecting the Jackets to take it to the Leafs, or are we maybe this is one of those games where the Leafs are going to um, sweep sweep the series against the Blue Jackets and then uh, come home to Philly, and who knows how that game is going to go? Well, they've always had a tough time with Columbus, and 
the game on Monday was the exception rather than the rule coming back from two nothing and winning four to two. They've always home or on the road. They they have trouble with Columbus. They play a very heavy game, and I'm sure you know John Tortorella is going to drill into his team the mistakes that they made uh, on Monday, where you know third in the third period they leave uh, Zach Hyman wide open in front of the net to tip uh, a Morgan Riley shot or letting. Uh, Mitch Marner uh, go to the net and tip the the, the shot to uh, to Tavares for the tying goal. You know, I'm sure he's going to bang into them that they need to be stiffer defensively. Now, you know, I mean, that being said, I think the Leafs have to come off an effort which, you know, was not the best, and usually they bounce back. And I'm sure I believe Freddie Anderson will be in goal tonight because usually in the first of back-to-back games, Anderson will be in, which means Sparks will be in it against Philadelphia tomorrow. But it's it's going to be a tough contest because you know Columbus is a top spot in in the Metro. It's it's a uh, it's a tight division and they're motivated and they're a good team. And if Bobrovsky starts and is on the top of his game, he'll be tough to beat. So I, I expect a, t- a really tough contest in Columbus and Philadelphia. Mike, Philadelphia is really struggling right now. Defensively, they they're on their third and fourth goaltenders. You could see Calvin Pickard starting for Philadelphia against the uh, against the Leafs. They're playing this afternoon uh, against the Rangers, so it'll be back to back for them as well. But they're you know they're getting an early start at one o'clock, so they'll have the advantage of you know getting into Toronto probably tonight and getting a good night's sleep. Whereas the Leafs will probably be coming in around one or two o'clock in the morning. Um, but Philadelphia is not, I mean, they're, you know, it's the return of JVR. Um, they have some really good forwards. Their defense is young, but they've had some problems. Uh, guys like Ivan Provorov have not played well so far this year. And, you know, Elliot's hurt. Neuvert is hurt and Al, it's Alex line and, uh, and Pickard. So whoever doesn't start today, will start against the Leafs tomorrow. We've seen this storyline play out in the past. Somebody comes back, former Leaf, and does damage to the Leafs at Scotiabank Arena, formerly Air Canada Centre. Let's just hope that's not the case with JVR and the Flyers, considering um, their futility right now and knowing that the Maple Leafs, um, even showing uh, negatively in Carolina, were coming off a four-game win streak and are um, jockeying for position as the top team in the in the league so it's it's not quite unacceptable to lose a game like that to philadelphia but it would be highly disappointing because the leafs have the horses right through the lineup to win a game to to take a game even without matthews even without nylander the maple leafs uh, certainly have the ability to uh, turn it on at any point and go ahead and win a game i've got them at 115 points for the season mike i forget what your um prediction was i think i was 109 109 um i put out on twitter earlier this morning i wanted you to send us your three leafy things you're thankful for in honor of u.s thanksgiving and um i'm going to read the uh, comments and the leafy thankfulness that uh, our listeners leafs converts uh, provided us with on twitter and that'll be in about uh, i don't know 10 minutes or so, depending on how long we go on with this William Nylander uh, portion of the Leafs Convo podcast. The comments in the comment section on the YouTube channel, Mike, I don't know if you've seen them or mm-hmm. read them or, or immerse yourself in them. They've just been terrific. I mean, most of them are focused on the, 
the topic that we've um, incited. <laughs> Some of them are are just fun taking shots at my selfies and stuff, and I love it. Just keep it coming, man. Keep clicking on the channel, subscribe, the views, tell your friends, say what you want to say. Um, just just be don't be totally derogatory or anything like that. We can leave it all in there and have a blast uh, in doing so. This Nylander situation is not going to last forever, so let's have fun with it while we can. Speaking of, the deadline's quickly approaching. I don't know. There are people. The Nylanderites are holding out hope that. He will sign for the money that is satisfactory to him and his camp and that it will be long-term and that he can come back and play on a top line with uh, Austin Matthews and he can go about proving to everyone just how excellent he is and, and um, you know, getting the job done in hard minutes, juxtaposing that against Mitch Marner who will play soft minutes and, and be, and be uh, pedestalized by the head coach and given opportunities. Anyway, I'm digressing. What is the situation on William Nylander? I can't help myself, Mike. Sorry. Well, uh, I mean, the funny thing is, it just seems that eight days out there publicly is not much in terms of any difference from what it was a week or two ago. It, from what most people are reporting, and this is what I've been hearing from other things as well, is that there has been no compromise that there's, they're still, they're sort of waiting each other out. This is sort of like a staring contest where, you know, the one side is hoping that the other side will give in at the 11th hour and that a deal can get done. I've heard, I've heard that, you know, in a perfect situation, the Leafs want to want to get him signed. They still would rather sign him than trade him. But I think that if that was going to happen, it was going to happen already. I don't see Nylander's camp capitulating at the 11th hour. I mean, it would, it would basically throw away everything that they've done over the last two months to say, okay, now we'll give up just to, just to get this two year deal, just to get them in camp. And I, I had somebody tell me, and this is a pretty good point with the uncertainty of the CBA coming up next summer, where the PA and the NHL have a chance to opt out. There's no guarantee that if he holds out, and the Leafs don't sign him by December 1st, and he misses out on a year's salary, he could miss out on two years' salary because there could be a lockout, and he would still be an RFA, and it wouldn't advance his um, course towards free unrestricted free agency. So he could lose two years in the middle of his career or early in his career because he didn't want to accept a deal that was more financially reasonable than his camp believes it should be so i that i, I right now i i still think it's about a 10 percent chance that he doesn't sign by december 1st and you know then he's either going to be idle or go to the khl or the shl for a year and about even of, a tr of it being a trade or it being uh a, a signing it's all dependent on his camp if they will agree to what i think would be a bridge deal uh, for a reasonable amount, like four and a half to five million dollars, if he's pressing for Panarin six million dollars on a bridge deal, I don't think the Leafs will sign that. And then it's a question of whether they can get what they think is equal value in a trade. And I think they can, but I'm not privy to who they're talking to and what they're being offered. Yeah, from a public relations standpoint, the Leafs cannot win a Nylander trade. <clears throat> Hockey-wise, maybe they can come out even. Maybe they'll win it especially if you bring in a player who fulfills a need on the roster, and clearly there are needs. Um, 
and that's just the way hockey goes. But obviously, William Nylander, in a lot of senses, has become a bit of a martyr. He's a bit of an example of someone who people think is being underrepresented or misrepresented or, or not being given the you know proper attention and treatment that he should. And that might be the case, but I've already made this point, which is 100% legit. He's in the wrong place, wrong time, messing with the wrong team. And his representation and his, the faction, the Nylanderites out there who are, uh, you know, uh, boasting of his incredible talents are comparing him to the wrong player. Well, let, let it's, it's, say, it's a, it's a lose, 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 lose. They're losing all of them, losing, losing, losing. Well, Nylander might end up, sorry, Mike, sorry, sorry. I've not finished my point. Sorry. Nylander could end up somewhere else. And I think, honestly, I think they're trying to force a trade. Why, why does he want to come back here now? Why would, why would his, it's his dad and whether his dad's key in, in this negotiation, I mean, it's up for, uh, debate we don't know uh, emphatically, but you know history does uh, lend to the notion that he is he he'd be a part of it. And then Lewis Gross, um, you know why 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 after all of this time would would Nylander want to come back here anyway? It's a lose lose lose. He may win in the end with some sort of a a, a, a financial um, windfall from another team, but with the Leafs. And the situation and knowing where he is on the pecking order, it's just it's just it's just terrible management. I'm sorry, it's just terrible. Go ahead. Well, I, I first of all, I think that they can win a Neilander deal. Um, and maybe not in the minds of the public, but that really doesn't matter if they get themselves a top four defenseman that helps them on defense. Uh, I think they'll they'll the fans will eventually accept it. What, what what is interesting to me over the last 24 hours is sort of the charm initiative or charm campaign that Mike Babcock has been uh, waging. Now he made a comment yesterday where he said, you know, we think our team's going to get better. We have significant pieces not here, and they will be here. Obviously, one piece is Matthews, who is hurt. The other one you can't interpret one way or the other. It's either Neilander or what they get from Neilander. Babcock comes out this morning and says, I am confident and hopeful regarding the negotiations. I mean, Willie loves hockey. I know Willie good. He's a great teammate and a good person, and he loves hockey. He wants to play hockey. So I'm betting on that. How's that? So it sounds to me like they're like trying to pull on his heartstrings as they come on, be reasonable, get in here, play hockey, you know, but I don't think that's going to mean anything. I, I think that this is two months of hard uh, a sort of hardened uh, approach to what they want in terms of a contract. I don't think his representatives are going to soften at the 11th hour. And then it's up to, it's up to Kyle Dubas. Do I trade him for what I can get and get a good return or do I let him sit and rot? And I, I think they'll trade rather than let him sit and rot. I agree. I agree. Does he love Toronto? Does he love the Maple Leafs? Mike Babcock, it's hard for him to, to say those things he'd be speaking for Nylander in that case. He knows he loves hockey. Does he love the Leafs? Does he love Toronto? If he doesn't, why come back here under any circumstances? And that this is, I, I say that he's being managed terribly. And it's, if his crew think the Leafs will capitulate or buckle and at this point just give him what he wants, because his management thinks that he should be paid in accordance with what Mitch Marner will eventually be paid, then um, his management is genius. 
But to be honest with you, uh, it's not going to happen. The Leafs, that's why I keep saying it's wrong team, wrong time, wrong guy to be messing with, wrong player to be comparing your, your, your client to. It's just, the, it's just not, it's in another circumstance, in another world, on another team, in another market, it might work. But here it's just, <laughs> what are you doing? It's, this is, <laughs> why, why on earth do the, the, does Team Nylander believe that the Leafs need to have him? Look, they're the second or third best team in the league with an offense that is ridiculous, not even firing on all cylinders, without Austin Matthews. And the guy that they're comparing their client to is running the game right now. And he doesn't need Matthews. He doesn't need Nylander. He's got Tavares. He's making Tavares better. He makes his, 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 his teammates better. Nylander could be doing that too, but he's not. He's sitting out. And that's, and that's the problem. That's why, that's why either you know the management is terrible and they think the Leafs are going to buckle, which they're not, or they're holding the Leafs' feet to the fire uh, trying to force a trade to get Nylander out of Toronto where he can be the man and be paid accordingly. And if that's the case, all the power to them. But, you know, if, they are, if, if their goal is the former and hoping the Leafs eventually realize that Nylander is the be-all and end-all, it's just not going to happen for them. Mike, last point on Nylander, and let's get into the three leafy things we're thankful for in honor of U.S. Thanksgiving. I actually think it, it's, it's a losing proposition if Nylander's camp is actually taking the point of view that you were you were uh, extrapolating there in terms of comparing him to Marner because honestly there is no comparison and it, it, you can say that not based on Marner being there and Nealander not being there you can say that based on the second half of last year where Marner led the team in scoring and Nealander with Matthews out scored three goals in 20 games Nealander is a very good player he's a complimentary guy some people think he can be like a centerpiece player, and maybe he can be that outside of Toronto. But while he's in Toronto with Tavares, with Marner, with Matthews, his role is being a complimentary guy. And maybe you're right. Maybe his end game is to be, go somewhere so he can be the man and not have to support the man like he's been uh, over the last couple of years. And I think in the end, the Leafs would be better off and he would be better off. But we'll see what happens in the next eight days. This is the Leafs Convo, Norman James, along with Mike Ajello. Thank you so much for listening. I love your feedback, uh, especially on the YouTube comment section. Keep it coming. Uh, you you want to take poke fun at my selfies? I don't really know how to smile. I worked in broadcasting for a very long time, and you know you do these the the, the team shots, the wide shots, and you'd have to smile for these promo pictures. And I just I don't know. It's like one of those clear choice commercials where the guy's like, you know, I deal with people, but I don't like smiling because I don't like my teeth. I don't have bad teeth. I just don't like smiling. That's why I always do the little duck face or the silly, dumb, douchey face. It is what it is. It's not a really big deal. Um, in, in the meantime, you know, keep keep the comments about my selfies coming. As long as you leave the exalted Mike Jello alone, I've, I've got to keep him on board for as long as possible. Okay, so Kyle Outridge, our, part of our crack staff, he's got some stuff coming out that I'm going to publish uh, later today, he does a great job covering the Marlies. He says that he is thankful for, Leafy things that he is thankful for this U.S. Thanksgiving, Tavares, Marner, Matthews, and an extra f- uh, thankfulness for Freddie Anderson. I'll let you slide that one in there, KO. I mean, who, you know, how can you not be thankful for those guys, eh, Mike? No, I mean, that 
they, they all go without saying. I, mean, I don't know if you want me to reveal mine now or just do one just at wait. a time. No, no, no. We, 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 I'm going to do these one at a time, and then okay. I, I'll reveal mine at the end because okay. mine are the least important. Carl and the Leafs, uh, he's a type 1 diabetic, letting everybody know it. Um, Kyle Dubas, Zach Hyman, Travis Dermott. You know, Mike, we, we talked a lot about Mark Hunter and Kyle Dubas and those who might be vying for the or who were vying for the Leafs general manager's job. And at the time, and this is back around the playoff time, a little after the playoffs, we were thinking, okay, well, Mark Hunter might be a good guy to, to have run the ship with Kyle Dubas as his right-hand man or keep Lou Lamorello in the fold. Um, it's, it's really worked out. Kyle Dubas, in my opinion, has done a, a really nice job. And you can't think that you know he's totally autonomous. He's going to clearly have... Brendan Shanahan uh, over his shoulder and Mike Babcock at his ear mm-hmm. and um, Gilman and, and Pridham as his, um, his henchmen. I, I think, uh, you know, he hasn't been a godsend, but I think he's the, the right guy at the right time. What do you think? I have no problems with the way Kyle Dubas has managed this team so far. I mean, you got to remember his first big move was, you know, after after drafting Rasmus Sandin, which looks like a pretty good pick because he's 18 years old and he's, almost scoring at a point per game pace in the AHL. So, you know, that looks like a pretty good pick so far, but his big first move was the signing of John Tavares. So, Mm -hmm. and Tavares has arguably been the best player on this team, uh, 21, 22 games in. So, um, the only, I think the only complaint you can say so far is the handling of the backup goaltending situation with the waving of Pickard and, and McElhaney, but on the grand scheme of things, you know, it's, that's not big. I mean, in case, Unless, you know, Anderson gets hurt, unless Sparks doesn't play up to expectations. But, you know, right now I think he's going to be defined. His first year as general manager is going to be defined by what in the end happens with the William Nylander situation. If he signs him, if he trades him, what he gets for him, how it ends up. If he, if he ends up not signing him, I think he takes a little yeah. bit of a hit. And if he if he does trade him and get good, gets good value, then I think his stock will rise. <laughs> I made a shirt in the summer paying tribute to Kyle Dubas and his bold proclamation, we can and we will. <laughs> and they haven't, not with Nylander anyway. Well, Sean... not, I don't think that's his fault. I honestly think you can blame that on the on the Nylander. He did not expect the Nylander camp to be unreasonable. Oh, and that, that, and that's, that's the thing. Guys, we have to just calm down. Everyone has to calm down. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just hockey. We're just having a good time here. Some people take what I say as if it's, I'm just the worst person in the world. And I'm not trying to be a martyr there, buddy. What I'm saying is that people just get way too wrapped up in it. If Nylander comes back tomorrow, you think I'm going to pull my hair out or, or, or punch a wall or, or get lost in the forest and you won't be able to find me because I'm so distraught? I don't care. Come back and help the team win a Stanley Cup. That's what it's all about. Kyle Dubas is doing the best he possibly can. If it doesn't work out, who cares? I'm not going to print that and go... Well, I did print it anyway. Um, I'm not going to, you know, dig up an old tweet like a lot of people do. It's like, get over it, man. Life goes on. We, we move forward. Um, Sean Goodwin, that Kyle Dubas, uh, he's thankful that Kyle Dubas, not Mark Hunter, is the GM. That Freddie has found the Vesna form we all knew was there. And this Nylander contract situation will be over soon, one way or another. Daver16 says that he is thankful for... 
Kyle Dubas, Mitch Marner, and John Tavares. Jeremy Ridgewell, thankful for Freddie Anderson, Mitch Marner, and John Tavares. Um, yeah, it's I, it's hard to disagree with those. Mike, why don't you reveal what you're thankful for? Well, the first one I'm thankful for is the emergence of Morgan Riley as a number one defenseman. Yep. Because if it wasn't for that, I think their defense would be in really big trouble. Uh, he's been dominant. He's scoring you know, over a point per game thus far. I think, you know, the, the talk of him being a, a legitimate Norris candidate, I wrote about that last week. I think it's, it is the case if he keeps up this pace. Um, I just think, you know, of, as I've said many a time that he needs help and hopefully Kyle Dubas will provide that. So he's one. Uh, Frederick Anderson is number two because, um, if we remember the first two years in Toronto were bad Octobers and he did not do that this year. He was very good in October and is even better in November. He was, I, I think he was six and zero in his last uh, six games before the loss in Carolina. He had won eight games on the road. His save percentage is over nine thirty, And that's with a, a defense that's allowing 30 shots plus on most nights. So I think he's been, you know, either A or B, the top two reasons why this team wins on a consistent basis. And then third, I would say the, the you can't separate the two. I would say the combo of Marner and Tavares. I mean, with, with the injury to Matthews, all the weight was on Tavares to be the number one center. And he has continued. He's now got, I believe, 14 goals. And he, I don't think he'd be able to do it without the, the playmaking ability of Mitch Marner. It's, it's a combo that I think once they get Matthews back and then you have three lines where it's Matthews and whoever and, you know, Kadri Marlowe and whoever, and then Hyman, Tavares and Marner, that's three offensive lines that will be pretty, pretty tough to stop. And that I think that the central figure over the last three weeks since, Matthews was injured is Tavares and Marner. Uh, Tavares is, he's just a bulldog. He's terrific. It just sucks that Austin Matthews isn't here because forget the crazy start. I mean, clearly he wasn't going to be able to continue on at that pace, but just, he's a good player. He should be playing. Same for William Nylander. He should be playing. He should be playing and enjoying hockey and making his millions. And especially on a team like the Maple Leafs, that if, if there could be a time later in the season where everyone is running on top gear and the Leafs are destroying teams, wouldn't that be an absolute blast? The Leafs have that capability, and that's one of the great things about this team as currently constructed. It's terrific. It could win the Stanley Cup. With a few tweaks here and there, it could be that much better and put itself in that much better position to go ahead and... Uh, fulfill their, their their dreams and certainly ours too uh last but not least mine what are the three leafy things i'm thankful for in honor of this u.s thanksgiving well i'm thankful for a highly competitive at times dominant maple leaf team you outlined um all the, all the reasons why at least over the last month or so uh f for the leafs domination or um their competitiveness and uh, that's clearly with Marner and Tavares driving things and Nazem Kadri chipping in. And, you know, um, it's just just keep keep it going. Austin Matthews will be back and maybe Nylander joins the full. Maybe he does. Or maybe a defenseman comes in um, as an asset. 
returning for a, on an Elander trade, and this team will be that much better. I, I'm thankful that the team is what it is now compared to what it had been for so long. Freddie Anderson, I'm thankful for him. He shows a Carey Price stoicism in his game at this point. Um, it's almost as if Mike, he if he's if he faces 25 shots or 45 shots, he's got, he's in a place. And I hope he stays in that place. And, and most importantly, I hope he stays in the crease and he's not injured. And finally, uh, the Leafs not buckling on Nylander. This whole saga, this impasse is a good lesson for everyone. That the stats you use to gin up players and tear down others will only take you so far. There's more to it than that. And the stat god, Kyle Dubas, that all of the metric people thought would be their messiah and come in and just get rid of players who weren't statistical wonders and, and elevate everybody who metrically people were in favor of just didn't happen. These, these aren't sales. We're not pushing products. They're human beings and things change. They're playing a game of hockey, a real a, a game. It's a game. Actually. It's, it's, it's not a program. It's a game. I'm thankful for Kyle Dubas battening down the hatches and um, defending against a lot of this madness. Anyway, Michael, any last comments? Uh, well, I just think that, you know, you're going to see it's a very busy time of year in terms of games and not only the back-to-back tonight against Columbus and and tomorrow against uh, the Flyers, you're going to have Monday against the Bruins. And uh, no, it's not the same Bruin team that they lost to a few weeks back because Bergeron is out and Chara is out. So this is an opportunity to, you know, beat a team that they need to beat. And especially when they're down. Because right now they're holding on to a wild card spot. And it would be nice to see the Bruins out of the playoff running. Although I, I, I suspect that once Bergeron and Chara come back, they'll be right back to where we expect them to be. But when when a team is down with players injured, key players who normally step up against the Leafs, that's time to you know basically put the hammer to them. Yeah, this will be an opportunity for the Leafs to prove to themselves that they can beat a team while it's down put the hammer to them, take advantage of them, and move forward towards its ultimate goal, and that is to win a Stanley Cup. Michael, happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Hope you recover. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Norman. That is a wrap for this edition of The Convo, but of course, there will be another Convo coming up very shortly. In the meantime, keep an eye out for Kyle Outridge's content on the YouTube channel and all podcast platforms we blast to. He's got some stuff on Leafs Prospects, the Marlies, uh, that you're going to want to sink your teeth into. KO does a great job, and he is loyal to the Leafs combo. Like a lot of our American listeners, happy U.S. Thanksgiving to you all. I lived in the U.S. for a, a substantial period of time. I'm Canadian at heart, but I'm American in my brain. Canadian and American. There's nothing wrong with that. We're the closest allies in the world, brothers and sisters, and I'm rooting for the USA right now. Go USA, please do it. At Norman James TLC, at Mike in Buffalo, at David Nestico 200. Make sure to follow the Leafs Combo Twitter account, especially during games. David Nestico is going to be shooting out all kinds of gifts. Uh, leaf goals plays and stuff like that you're going to want to check it out we're also looking for sponsorship if you want to get at me about ways you can help give yourself opportunity by giving us opportunity the leafs combo at gmail.com i'll answer you back real quick because we want to take this podcast to the next level for mike Ajello, i'm norman james have a good one folks the combo is out the podcast you just heard was made using anchor 
Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.